I have also hit record. Sweet. How does your waveform look? Hello. La 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 la. Hey, it looks, <laughs> looks, <laughs> looks great. <laughs> you don't you don't want to go you don't want to go all Snow White with me? <laughs> I I, I no? can't do that shit with my vocal cords. <laughs> I'm 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 more like uh I'm more like I'm trying queen to summon tweeting fucking... birds here. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. I got anyway, a, I got do... I got an apple for you, bitch. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we should do the clap. We should do okay, the clap. Yeah, you ready? Right. <clears throat> a one, two, three. Have you recovered from last night, girl? I, I, y'all, I got it. We got to tell you something. Um, Oh my god, we 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 recorded one of the most hilarious things ever, and it was for Unleashed, and I cannot wait for y'all to hear it. My sides have not recovered (laughs) from the laughing. It was an ab workout for sure. It was an ab workout. (laughs) Like my face hurts (laughs) from all the from all the smiling and laughing. We had a special guest on uh, last night's the the recording for Unleashed. Last night we talked all about the Kenobi trailer uh, and stuff, and we have a new best fucking friend to add to our new best fucking friend collection. I know it's it's two it's two awesome people now that we we right. The coolest thing about this podcast is that I feel like I'm no longer alone. <clears throat> I used to think I was the only dirty bitch in the galaxy. No, <laughs> it turns out. <laughs> t- turns out there's a whole fleet of us. It's not even just you and me. There are so many. There's so many. <laughs> low down, dirty, thirsty hoes in the Star Wars fandom. And I love you all. So <laughs> let's, let's all be friends. Yay. <laughs> it was so good. I'm I am stunned that we managed to get out of that TikTok live without getting banned. Oh, for real. So for good real. job us. For real. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. We deserved it. Uh, that's <laughs> Which, which is <laughs> fucked up because I got the first time I did a TikTok live, I was just walking through Batu and I got banned for a hate crime. For a hate crime. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I imagine somebody saw you, saw your live, saw that you were walking through bed too, and got hit with such hard FOMO that they were like, this is a hate crime. <laughs> it's a hate crime because I hated it. <laughs> and that's what happened. You got reported for a hate crime. Aww. TikTok is so fucking stupid, though. Like... Because when you report something, you can see how that worked out, like if any violations were found or or anything, and the weirdest shit will get no violations found. Right. Like, really intense, egregious shit, no violations. But you hate crime for walking through Disney. I know. I know. I don't get it. I don't understand. What? Ever. But we're so popular this week on TikTok, Heather. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody loves Um, us, right? (laughs) Yeah. That's the thing is I can never predict what what the internet is going to gravitate to what what they're going to to look at and and i I I just can't so like in star wars land uh our discussion last time about about people's complaints about the inquisitor's look and the kenobi trailer uh everybody was like yeah you're right that's so cool every (laughs) everybody's like that was so insightful you're right (laughs) (laughs) 
Nope. No. <laughs> we, uh, we, that, that caused some consternation in the Star Wars fandom, and I'm here for it. Uh, and I only had to, to block a few people out of that comment section. Mm-hmm. It was actually, most of it was just people misunderstanding what we said, um, and saying that our experience, particularly my experience, with having seen people complaining about the Inquisitor not looking like the Powans as previously presented in live action. Uh, but thinking that I was missing the point and that I, I, we should be talking about how he doesn't look like the cartoon character. Um, that's, that's the majority of the reaction I've gotten. And it's stupid because I did not address the fact that a live action character doesn't look exactly like a cartoon character because they can't. Right. You can't look exactly like a cartoon character because cartoons don't have to obey the laws of physics. And they don't, they don't have to worry about, you know, a live actor's ability to emote through latex or survive being smothered in prosthetics mm-hmm. or do a kicky, flippy action sequence with a mega mind head attached to their skull. I mean, I, uh, people are dumb. <laughs> <laughs> do I personally think the Inquisitor looks a little weird? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. But. The the amount of complaining that I've seen in the fandom about it makes me adore that look. I love it. I stand the Grand Inquisitor. Fuck all y'all. <laughs> well, you think? I mean, you think? Uh, you think Star Wars fandom is bad? This week, uh, Disneyland fandom or whatever they're fucking called Disney Twitter, whatever. They're, oh, they're complaining about a fucking hotel, like how it looks. Wait, what? Yeah, I, this is something I missed entirely because I'm not the Disney adult that you are. What's I, going on? Uh, they're they're building a brand new hotel. It's mm-hmm. replacing a stupid ass looking tiki room looking hotel, and everyone is up in arms about it. And oh. I and I'm like, really, really, okay, yeah. So I, don't... I th- that's my way of saying as ridiculous as Star Wars fandom is, it could be much worse. <laughs> <laughs> it really, really could. Yeah, so much worse. Okay. Um, are we, um, are we ready? Are we ready? I'm ready. Are to, you like, ready? Intro a show. I'm ready. I'm going to, I'm going to intro a show now. Let's you do can't it. fucking, you can't stop me. So don't even try. You're trying, uh-huh. you're trying to, you're trying to uh, delay things. I can tell. I am because let me tell, oh, well, you know what? I'm going to intro the show. Let's intro I'm going to intro the show yeah. and then we will get into this. Okay. Okay. Cool. <sighs> Hey everybody, welcome back to Dark Side Divas, the podcast where a woman and a gay man express their opinions about Star Wars. My name is Stephanie, I'm the woman half of the show, and that is painfully biologically obvious this particular week. I will explain further in a moment. <laughs> Who are you? dun 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 Hey, <laughs> sorry, Steph. Um, hey, everybody. I am Chris. I am that gay man. And Stephanie. Hmm. What just happened? <laughs> I just, I didn't, there was no good quotes for the episode. So I just did an R2-D2 sound effect. So you have to put that okay. in the podcast. I might have to add that in because that didn't come through over here. Damn it. It's, I fucking tested it last night and it was so funny. Okay. <laughs> if it showed up on your waveform, then we're good. It's but a little it did not bit, come a through. Bit, a little bit. It did not come through. To Zoom. Okay. It's okay. It's okay. I'll fix it in post. Ah. Um, so. Uh, the before, moment before, we have been uh, dreading. So <laughs> let's, let's. 
let's, uh, you know, behind the scenes uh, a little bit on the inception of this entire podcast. When we were first talking about doing Dark Side Divas, and we were like, oh my god, we can go in chronological order through the whole thing, which means that we get to go through Clone Wars. And we were like, yay, Clone War, wait, hold on. There are some episodes... <laughs> In Clone Wars that we can skip, right? We can skip them. They don't mean anything. We can skip them. Right. They're not. And it's these episodes right here. Yeah, it was like all four today. of these episodes. <laughs> it's this entire fucking arc where the droids go off on their own little adventure. Um, I hated these episodes before. I We will discuss whether or not my assessment has evolved since. But let me tell you, the odds were not stacked in the show's favor. For me to be reviewing these episodes oh because god. it's Shark Week in this house. Oh my god. Gentle reminder to everybody listening. Shark Week is what happens when more than one person with a uterus in this house is experiencing the full effects of that organ. Right. And the monthly full effects, to the clarify. Monthly full effects. Well, and, and and in addition to that, um, I'm coming out of an illness. My partner got ill. Uh, and I haven't, you know, last night was the first good night of wonderful sleep I had in a long time. And once you know, <laughs> it's because we wore you out with laughter. I know, right? <laughs> and also, my alarm didn't go off. So today, this episode is just going to be a fucking train wreck. <laughs> so, this is a hot mess episode. So yeah, I was not favorably disposed to like anything when I went into watching these episodes. Um, and, and I didn't, I didn't enjoy them the first time through. So, uh, just just disclaimer up front going into this. If you loved these episodes where R2 and D-Squad <laughs> go on an adventure in space, um, I am so happy that you did. Uh, there are things to love about these episodes. Is there? Uh, yeah, it's, yeah, we'll get to it. There's, look, I'm panning for gold, okay? And a mountain of boring shit trying to find something to like, so. All right. Okay. There are aspects of these episodes that are adorable and likable. And if you love these episodes, I love that for you. I am happy for you. In no way am I saying these episodes are bad. I'm saying that I personally did not enjoy them Yeah. as much as I have enjoyed other Star Wars content. Yeah. So Steph and I, Steph and I do not want to contribute to any negativity whatsoever in the Star Wars fandom because there's so much of it already. Right. But like. Yeah, I just hate these episodes, so I'm really, really sorry, y'all. Now, I will say, for me, personally, there is a certain joy I get out of Stephanie's suffering. <laughs> and so, in a really horrible fucking way, I was looking forward to talking about these episodes. However, I had to watch these episodes, too. <laughs> <laughs> but didn't you also get to subject your partner to them, who is also sick? Oh my god, the the look of horror on his face was priceless. <laughs> so again, again, this entire the our entire podcast is just our opinions. Yeah. That we're just expressing our opinions. If you like these episodes, I'm happy for you. We're happy for you. Bless you and please continue to enjoy the episodes. Don't let the fact that we didn't enjoy them change that. We're going to try and provide you with some stuff to enhance your enjoyment of these episodes, but also we're going to be real. About how we feel about them. Real. <laughs> okay. Uh, but before we get into the episodes, do we have anything? I have something to talk about from last time. Do we have anything to discuss? We do. We have reviews we have to talk about. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, before we get to the reviews, last time we were talking about uh, Professor Huang 
and how he has the giant memory bank right. uh, full of every single lightsaber ever constructed. Right. Right? And we had discussed that R2-D2 repaired Huang. So is it possible, I think you brought it up, is it possible oh, yeah. that R2-D2, R2-D2 in the process copied, downloaded a little zip, zip file copy of all of Huang's data about lightsaber construction? I mean, that's kind of been my theory, right? Because R2-D2 has to back up C-3PO shit all the fucking time. And right. why wouldn't he do that as a precautionary step? Right. So if R2-D2 has all of that data about lightsabers, wouldn't he share that with a certain young Jedi in the sequel trilogy? <gasps> Stephanie, are you suggesting that Rey Skywalker, who's not a Skywalker, oh my god, um, <laughs> uh, would have <laughs> access to that bullshit. information because of that? I'm saying that this is a plausible in-canon way that that shows a, a through line, basically a chain of evidence for the data about lightsaber construction to have been available to Rey Skywalker in addition to the Jedi texts that she obtained. All of that together would explain why she was able to construct her own lightsaber and debunk everybody who has ever bitched that she should never have been able to make her own lightsaber. Yeah, and that complaint I've never understood because luke had to make his own fucking lightsaber too no 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 the rules are different for luke 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 is a boy person oh so it's okay for for boy (laughs) characters to have unearned skill and knowledge that we didn't see them sweat their balls off for on screen that's okay but if you are a girl character like this ray person uh then no you need to prove every second of your effort in order for anything you develop or learn or do to be worthy. I love it. I, I love it so much. I fucking hate this fandom sometimes. Um, it's the toxic dudes in the fandom. To clarify, this is something that I'm getting dis- misunderstood about quite a bit on the internet lately. Um, if I'm talking about fanboy, toxic fanboy behavior, and you think that behavior does not apply to me, therefore you are not, you are incorrect. No, I'm not incorrect. You're just not who I'm talking about. But the fact that you thought you needed to step up and correct me means that maybe you are who I was talking about. Stephanie's been getting a lot of this love this week, y'all. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, there are certain, you know, I knew going into managing social media for two nerdy IP property focused. I suppose IP property is actually redundant because it's intellectual property property. Anyway, uh, we have two nerdy podcasts now. And so now I am dealing, I'm double dipping in toxic fandom. Yeah. And while I normally enjoy double dipping, uh, <laughs> I'm not digging it so much in this case. But it's okay. I'm processing it. It's giving me life. It's giving me life. It's fine. Like, yeah, like a 19-year-old twink at a bathhouse in San Francisco. You're getting it on both sides. Um, I have never, never been in any way able to compare myself to a 19-year-old twink before, but I'll take it. Yep. <laughs> I'll take it from both sides, apparently. Anyway, God, do we have reviews? Oh my God. <laughs> How inappropriate. Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Have, you, said, you said reviews. That, okay, yeah, reviews. We have two. MK, MK Law 006 says, best show ever. 
Oh my god. I, <laughs> I can't even explain to you guys how much I love your podcast. I started listening in August 2021 after finding you in TikTok. Hey, mm-hmm. I've since listened to the whole thing two times through, and I'm sorry about that, and so look forward to <laughs> new weekly episodes. The last year has been the toughest of my life so far due to a horrible breakup, and this honestly brought me out of the oh. darkest days. I listen to it during my commute, while running and working out, grocery shopping, everything. Listening brings me so much joy, so thank you for this virtual Star Wars friendship from afar. Aw, thank you so oh much for God. listening. That is the coolest. That that is both sad and the coolest review ever. Thank not, you so much. But like, not sad in a negative way. Like, I am so sorry that you went through some negative shit. Right. Um, I'm sorry that there were dark days. I am so glad that our dirty, dumb little podcast was able to help you through it. Um, and now we can never stop, Chris. I, I know. Stop. We can never stop. <laughs> we can never, ever stop. All right. <laughs> and one more. Uh, uh, prof, prof Brain Fever, I think it's Professor Brain Fever. Uh, sure says, this show changed my life. Oh. I discovered Dark Side Divas on TikTok, and it's completely changed my life. Before the Divas, I was a boring straight guy. Now I find myself (laughs) thirsting after an animated alien space pirate. What have you done? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But but seriously, this is an incredible show that brings joy to my life every week. Keep up the awesome positivity. The fandom menace needs you guys. Oh, thank you. I'm um, glad we corrupted you. I think. Yeah, I was about to say, uh, if we can corrupt just one boring straight guy and bring him around, then then our work here is done. Although it will never be done, if only because uh, we have fans like the first reviewer uh, who find such benefit, weirdly, and I'm happy for you in in this bizarre little notion of a show that we've got. Uh, but also because the content is never ending, right? Never the, the, the Disney content goes on. The font uh, pours forth. Stop me. I'm so... <laughs> words, 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 words. It's because I am so uncomfortable with positive reviews. Thank you for the positive reviews, but I'm trying to put word distance between me and the praise with which I am uncomfortable because imposter syndrome. This is my own problem and my own damage, and I apologize. If only you can see the smile on my face right now. I'm also stalling desperately let's just <laughs> <at> this point <laughs> okay let's just let's try to focus on the positive which, which means this episode's gonna be really short <laughs> okay <laughs> so okay 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 we'll get into it so what we are doing on this podcast is we are watching through the entire star wars visual story in chronological order which means that today we are in Clone Wars Season 5. We're looking at, we're staring down the barrel of a four-episode arc. Uh, and today we're going to talk about the first two, which is Season 5, Episode 10, Secret Weapons, and Episode 11, A Sunny Day in the Void. Yay! Yeah. <clears throat> Okay, so uh, we'll just we'll just jump into we'll just jump into the first one. Let's what could I, what could go it. wrong? This isn't gonna hurt. All right. Um. So, season five, episode ten, secret weapons. The Jedi fortune cookie at the top of the episode is humility is the only defense against humiliation. I I couldn't tell you what the fuck that means. <laughs> it, they're talking about the little dude. Anyway, do you have the announcer bit? Because we need it. Secret transmission intercepted. The Jedi Woo-hoo! Council has intercepted an encoded transmission of General Grievous. However, Republic intelligence officers have failed to crack the new encryption code being used by the droids. 
Fears escalate that the Separatists are about to mount a major offensive. Having located the source of the transmission deep in Separatist space, the Jedi plan a counter-strike to capture an enemy decoding ship, which will allow them to understand the transmission and thwart the Separatist plot. Ba 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 bum. So we're on a MacGuffin chase. I guess, but that's what this is. This is entirely a MacGuffin chase. Yeah. Yeah. We have a transmission. We think it's bad. We can't encrypt it. We need to go on some absurd, really important mission to get the encryption thing. So why not send a bunch of droids? What? Well, yeah. So we get our opening scene is with Mace Windu gathering the team and giving them the breakdown, and uh, which is great. But apparently, the plan, the plan. Uh, we'll go over the plan in a minute because that plan is de- is delivered by their uh, commanding officer. Hoi. Um, so basically, we're gathering together. It needs to be droids. Uh, only droids will be able to infiltrate, I suppose. Never mind the entire Jedi Order full of sneaky people. Oh, we forgot to call out one thing, the fact that the oh. logo is blue. Oh, right, right, yeah. yeah. Uh, the, the Clone Wars logo, normally yellow, at the top of this episode is blue in honor of R2-D2. Yeah, even though these episodes aren't focused on R2-D2. But anyway. Look, let's, let's... look, it is the R2-D2 show. Make no mistake. Uh, it is. It is. Yeah. Okay. Sure. <laughs> he's, he's the one. Because he's the only competent <laughs> character in the whole fucking, anyway. And he knows it, but we'll get, we'll get to it. We will get to it. Okay. Um, so, uh, yeah, the droids need to be infiltrating a vault to steal an encryption module from the separatists. We're gathering the team. Do you want to, do you have info on these droids? Yeah. So we have a shit ton of astromechs, R2D2, of course, mm-hmm. QTKT. Yep. That's the pink one, right? Correct. That means she's a girl, right? <laughs> Yes, but, okay, it is less obnoxious. Do you know the backstory on QTKT? Uh, no, I don't. Okay, let me let me give you some context. Normally, we would shit down the neck of any attempt to dress a, a female-oriented character in pink and make them pink so that we know that they're a girl. We have, we have done that before in Clone Wars, absolutely. But QTKT, we are not going to be doing that. Why? Because there's a reason she's pink. Cutie Katie, which by the way, Cutie Katie. I know. Cutie I know. Katie. I, I, I picked Cutie up on Katie. it right away. Oh, it's adorable. Anyway, Cutie Katie is inspired by R2 KT, which is a pink astromech droid that was created by fans in honor of Katie Johnson, the daughter of Albin Johnson, who was the founder of the 501st Legion, the, the group of cosplayers. Right. Katie Johnson um, was diagnosed with an inoperable brain tumor in 2004. Aww. And she passed away a few months later. Um, and, but she, and she spent a lot of time in the hospital and stuff. So to help her feel better, uh, the 501st Legion got together with the R2 Builders, which is another group of fans who build droids. I love um, fan. I love, I love the cool fans so right? much. Right? Right. Uh, and they got together to make an astromech droid, an actual astromech droid that would hang out with her in the hospital just for her. And that astromech droid was pink because that was her favorite color. Aww. And they named it R2KT because her name was Katie. And she loved that droid and it, it kept her company and, and helped her out through some really hard days in the hospital. And now R2KT, which is an actual droid, mind you, uh, is uh, her father, Albin Johnson, will take R2KT around to pediatric hospitals to help cheer up kids who are undergoing cancer treatment. 
So we respect QTKT. We are here to 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 be respectful <laughs> and honor uh, QTKT. Now, QTKT is not R2KT. They wanted to include R2KT in the show, but thought it would be confusing to have two R2s in the show, two droids right. named R2. So this is a completely separate droid. QTKT is not the same. R2KT does exist in Star Wars. You see her sometimes in the background of shots. Um, but this is an homage character, but still respect on the, on the KT name for sure. So that is why we love the pink droid. Oh, I love that. Uh, the yeah. other Astromex, uh, M5BZ, also known as BZ. Hey, mm-hmm. hey, hey. Uh, uh-huh. He's our sacrificial lamb uh, asteroid, <laughs> apparently. Yeah. <laughs> um, and finally, uh, U9C4, also referred to as C4, or as some fucking obnoxious character calls him Flat Top. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that's uh, that's that's our astromech droids. Uh, they're all gathered here because they all have uh, our personal astrodroids of other Jedi and have managed to survive thus far. Yes, uh, and they are, so R2-D2, of course, uh, belongs to Anakin Skywalker. Um, BZ, he's a green droid. He is Terra Sanube's droid. Because Terra Sanube is standing behind him. Aww. Uh, QTKT uh, belongs to Ayla Sakura. Right. So I, I am here for Ayla Sakura having a shamelessly pink droid. Love that. Right. Um, the orange one, which is U9C4, belongs to a Jedi we have not seen before. In this show, and he doesn't speak, he's just standing there. Uh, but his name is Thong Le Jour. And he is an anx. He's, he's, a, he's an anx. An anx? Like, a- A-N-X. He's an anx. Um, they're the species that looks like a dinosaur. Oh, uh, yeah. It's got like a parasaurolophus head. Yeah, those guys. So weird. And by the way, the word parasaurolophus rolls off my tongue because my one of my children was obsessed with dinosaurs for a long time. <laughs> anyway. So But that's not all the droids. We get one more. Uh, He's a little late to the meeting, but we get one more. Yeah, so as Master Window is explaining what the plan is and trying to justify this absurd farce of a fucking story, uh, <laughs> uh a <laughs> I'm so sorry, y'all. I'm trying not to be I, I, I'm trying not to be too negative about this, but goddamn. Okay. These uh, episodes were for the kids. Let's be clear. These episodes were for the kids. And so, yes, it's an absurd farce of a story. Absolutely. But kids at, ate this shit up with a spoon. Did they? Because uh, my kids did not. They were like, what the fuck is this bullshit? <laughs> okay. When, when my son was little, he really loved the first one. He was bored as fuck. Fuck with the second one. Yeah, see that? Uh, we'll get there. Okay, so anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A colored dumb series pit droid named... Dumb, dumb series? Yeah, D-U-M dash series. Oh, yeah. okay. Because they're dumb, get it? Because they're dumb. Huh? Huh? <laughs> Star Wars names? Huh? Yep, yep, yep. Okay, uh, a, uh, uh, his name is Wack47. Who is his mm-hmm. uh, voice actor, Stephanie? That is Ben Diskin. Ben Diskin, a.k.a. Morley the Anacondon. Oh, my God. From the the Brothers Revengeroso arc. And and later we will see him back as uh, AZI-3, uh, the medical droid on Geonosis. Okay. Well. Yeah. uh, He is clearly here because the astromech droids cannot speak uh, common or English, whatever you want to call it. (laughs) So we need at least one droid to carry on a conversation 
with the guy that we're about to meet in a minute. But, but boy, I really wish, uh, really wish he didn't talk. Anyway, so, um, yeah, so he comes in, he's late. Mace Windu gives him the classic motherfucker Mace Windu look. So did I miss anything? Fall in line, soldier. Motherfucker. Right. Did you see who his master is? No. That's the clone that came in with him. Clone Commander Neo. Oh. Yeah. Mm. Um, Clone Commander Neo uh, is was actually first seen in real world time in Revenge of the Sith at the Battle of Seleucami. Okay. So uh, we will see him next movie that we do. But here he's he just comes in um, and is like trying to apologize with a shake of his head for his droid. Like, I'm yeah. sorry, my droid is an insufferable prick. Please get him destroyed while you're out there. I, that's <laughs> what I interpreted that whole head shake to be, but maybe that's just me projecting. Maybe that's me projecting. Anyway, <laughs> so, yeah, so Mace Windu's like, I'm, well, I'm glad you're all fucking here, motherfuckers. Um, we, have, <laughs> we have another person who's going to be leading this mission. He's been part of uh, uh, part of the Republic fighting this war since the very He's beginning. He's a veteran of the Battle of Geonosis. And I'm like, He's, oh, so they're going to get this oh. like, competent person who knows how to fight and protect the astromechs, right, Steph? Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. The colonel is one of our top minds at Strategic Command. He's been with the Republic since the Battle of Geonosis. Colonel Meaver, Gascon. And did you hear, did you hear the stank, uh, the flare, the frisson that <laughs> Mace Windu put on his name? Yes. He, he was like, Colonel Meaver, Gascon. <laughs> Okay, don't try and dress this up, Mace. All right? He's a frog. And not like a Yoda frog. He's a frog frog. He's a little itty bitty frog frog. Did you hear the little bunk every time he hops? Yes. I love it. Okay? That's the best thing he does is the little bunk. <laughs> so let me get this out of the way. WAC 47 and Colonel Gascon are my mm-hmm. least favorite characters in the entire Star Wars galaxy. <laughs> like... Really? I can't really? stand them. I really Pong can't. Pong Krell exists. Okay. And you're and you're and you're and you're pressed about these two. Pong Krell at least did the cool twirly uh, lightsaber shit at the end of that arc. Oh, you know what it is? You don't want to fuck either of these characters. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, it's like, is that true? Yeah, yeah, actually, that's true. I don't want to fuck... We have... I can officially say there are Star Wars characters I don't want to bone. (laughs) And it's these two right here. Good job. Okay, okay, so real quick. Details about Colonel Mieber Gascon. He is voiced by Stephen Stanton, um, a.k.a. the voice of Masameda and Tarkin and... Who did we have he was last time? I don't remember. We talked... He was, oh, I'm sorry. It's been a day and a half, and my brain is leaking out my uterus right now. So I can't remember who he was oh voicing God. last time. Holy but wow. <laughs> Stephen Stanton uh, is doing, is it just me, or is he doing his best, like, Clancy Brown impersonation? Yeah, something like, like that. I, it, yeah. You know, he sounded more like a Hanna-Barbera character to me. Well, he just, like, soldier guy voice. Yeah. We're, we're doing soldier guy voice. Anyway. Uh, Colonel, <clears throat> not Corporal, as Wack persists in calling him, Colonel Gasson, uh, is a male Zilkin, which is a diminutive humanoid, for some reason, described as humanoid, not amphibian, species from Great Zilk, which is the name of his planet. <clears throat> so that's fun. So is this planet um, very small, too? 
I assume it must be. Um, his design is based on very early episode one pre-production concepts for Jar Jar Binks. No fucking, and I'm gonna try. no fucking way. I am sharing a picture with you now. Go to the go to the Facebooks, and you can see a drawing of Colonel Mibra Gascon naked. Oh man, why did I have to see that? <laughs> Look at his little frog butt. Look at him. <laughs> my God, why? Just, just think, this could have been Jar Jar. We could have had it all <laughs> rolling in the deep. <laughs> I I am I am stunned. I am shocked. I am saddened. Why didn't we get this version instead? <laughs> I would have liked him with a butt. <laughs> with a little booty. Nobody's got a butt. Unless you're a girl in, in Clone Wars, you don't have a butt, even if you're a frog dude. Yeah. That's just how it is. Anyway, so yeah, that's Colonel 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 Mieber. That's Mieber. <laughs> I can't, I can't uh, keep trying to say Colonel. I, I just keep. I just called him Colonel throughout my whole notes. Well, well, see, the thing actually, is, I call him fucking Colonel the whole time. <laughs> well, the thing is, I'm trying to say Colonel, but I'm looking at the word as it is colonel. spelled, <laughs> and it's Colonel. So my mouth keeps trying to go Colonel or something, and it's not. I should have spelled it phonetically in my notes to keep from fucking myself up. Anyway, he's an asshole immediately. Right. Uh, he's extremely derogatory towards all of these droids, um, and he's just he's he's a dick. He's a he's a little bouncy dickhole person, and uh, he presents the plan, and it makes very little sense here. It will continue to make very little sense. Just um, like the story. Once we're inside the cruiser, we make our way to Sea Deck. That's where their communication center is housed. <laughs> We bypass security here and here, divert the super battle droids here, then we break the vault code, beat the swarm mine, steal the encryption module, and return home in time for my promotion ceremony to Brigadier General. Okay. The okay. Je- Jedi either are... Okay, so the Jedi have very poor taste in allies and, and, and selection of mission. So what I had to headcanon here is they knew that R2-D2 was going to pull this off. Uh, and that he is an extremely effective droid, but uh, he was going to need some to go with him. And then the Chancellor, maybe, or some civilian oversight, or the, the Republic military machine stepped in and went, you have to send a commanding officer. You can't just send five droids and hope that they get it done. So you have to send a commanding officer. So they were like, fine, give them the toad. <laughs> because if it's just a little bouncy dude, the droids can ignore him and just get the fucking job done. Okay. That's that's my head look, canon I, to look, explain I've, why this is even happening. I have coined the term Fast and Furious Star Wars. And I tr- <laughs> so we're going to Fast and Furious Star Wars this. I tried so hard to apply that filter. It lasted through this episode. <laughs> it was destroyed the next episode. So, you know, so that, that's kind of where I'm at. Um, so anyway, okay, okay, okay. But anytime we're sending uh, troops on a special mission, we need to get them special gear for it, of right? Of course, of course. So, so they get uh, uh, so a freaky mushroom person named Doctor Gubacher. Doctor Gubacher. Gubacher. Uh, who who do you think? Guess guess who's voicing him? Corey Burton. The other one. No. Nope. God damn it! I'm always wrong. Fifty <laughs> fifty shot. No, it's D. Bradley Baker. Uh, well, either Dr. way, he sounds like a fucking freak. 
<laughs> because it's D. Bradley Baker going full mad scientist. <laughs> yeah, like, don't touch like, me. Oh, like, oh, don't touch God. me. <laughs> he, he's real handsy, or in his case, tentacly. He's just all over these droids, like petting them and stuff. It's weird. Um, he, I say mad scientist. He is clearly not a mad scientist because a mad scientist would get their mad experiments, mad peer reviewed by other mad scientists. That's how it's science. He's just a mad engineer. Right. Engineers just invent shit and don't care about peer review or, <laughs> or testing the theory or anything. Clearly. They're like, I'm pretty sure this goes boom. <laughs> also, I kept referring to him as Dr. Spacetopus in my notes and that's his name now. That's his name now. Well, but, but quick note about Dr. Gubasher. Okay. So he is a mad space engineer. He is. And haha, it's adorable. He's so funny. He's a little creepy, but isn't he just a strange, funny guy? He cur- certainly couldn't go on to do something horrific later on in Star Wars lore, could he? What does he do in Star? What does he do next? <laughs> he is one of the lead scientists in the Republic strategic advisory cell. He was on the Death Star development team. Oh, wait, they had an alien on the Death Star development team? Hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, the Geonosians were involved. Not not the Geonosians. Yeah, no, the Geonosians. Yeah. Well, at the beginning, yeah. but I think as soon as, uh, you know, the but the Empire is pretty anti-alien, so I think they start phasing out, f- phasing out the aliens. I'm not saying yeah. he survived the project. Oh, r- sure, sure. Yeah. And earlier I said that AZ, I think I said AZ-13 is on Geonosis. He's not. He's on Camino. I get, the, I got them mixed up in my brain because again, uh, Shark Week. Fuck it, Sharks in my brain. <laughs> Shark Week. We're gonna blame anyway, it on Shark Week. Okay. It's you know what? I get to blame a lot on Shark Week. No, I feel you. I feel you. <laughs> yeah. When I anyway, bleed, when I bleed, it's a good time. When you bleed, it's just unfortunately part of the process. Yuck. Yeah. Anyway, so um, <laughs> what are? Do you have any information on the upgrades that these droids receive? Well, yeah. Um, R two D two gets an upgraded. Uh, uh, what does he call them? Oh, they're it, rocket boosters. Yeah, thingies. rocket boosters. He gets uh, improved rocket boosters. QTKT gets a magnet, a, ma- a floaty magnet thing. <laughs> it will is... attract any metal in a seven meter radius. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> N5BZ just gets straight up fucking molested. And <laughs> his... He gets lobotomized. He gets lobotomized. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Because... They hollow out all of his memory banks. <laughs> Which, by the way, if you are relying on these droids to do a good job, why would you remove their memory core? Why? Because they replaced it with the frog guy. Oh. That's his mobile command center is sitting inside BZ's head. Men in black say what? And then Exactly. And then finally, U9C4 gets a improved cutting laser thing, which does not work so... Well, it works very well, but... It's very good at cutting. But you for an astro, astromech, um, yeah, it... It it blows it back. the 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 recoil is very brutal on this thing. And like, why does a laser have recoil? Right. Like, you know what? That's very Star Wars. We move on. We're gonna um, try. We're gonna try. Is Whack is Whack getting any upgrades? No, he's Whack just the a fucking pit pilot. Pit? He's just the fucking pilot. As the Colonel is quick to mention, and Whack is all, "Oh, I'm not just a fucking pilot." <laughs> I'm going to prove that I'm not just a pilot. And thus the true stupidity of these episodes truly begins. <laughs> yeah. So they're on their way. Uh, they're going on a trip in their favorite rocket ship uh, to go intercept the separatist ship that they need to infiltrate. And uh, the colonel 
uh, rolls into the cockpit and is like, hey, let me know when we get close. I have a plan to get the Separatists' attention so we can get on board. And Wack is like, relax. I put us on a collision course with the Dreadnought. <laughs> what? <laughs> the, the, <clears throat> the colonel flips out and then suddenly they get caught in a tractor beam. Yeah, uh, the, because they're about to crash into the fucking ship. The first of two Star Tours references, by the way, when he says, oh, we, we get caught in a tractor beam. That is literally ripped from the ride. Oh, The, fir- the first fun. version of Star Tours. See, that's cute. Mm-hmm. That's nice. Yeah. See, look, look, kids, something fun. Yay. Yay. <laughs> anyway, so they get on the ship. Um, uh, battle droids, as you know, Stephanie, aren't uh, very perceptive or smart. So, no, but what is, did you notice this droid-on-droid bigotry? It's really uncomfortable. Because yeah, Wack is like, all, I'm not a mech, I'm a, what does he call himself? A, I'm a Wack. I'm a Wack, which I'm like, okay. I think mech is short for astromechs. So he's he's actually like, you're using the wrong slur for me. <laughs> <laughs> but no, the battle droids call them tin cans and stuff, and they like somehow think they're better than astromechs. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I don't like that at all. Yeah, it's it's ugly. Yeah. Um. But the B ones, yeah, they do, they just start escorting the droids to go be like, I don't know, mind wiped or something. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't pay attention. Um. <laughs> but the <laughs> the B ones are taking the astromechs, all of these droids, somewhere else in the ship, and the colonel is sitting inside BZ, and he's like, Everyone, just stay calm. And R2-D2 immediately turns around and electrocutes a B-1. Yeah, he just goes ahead and murders the battle droid. (laughs) And the other other Astros are like, okay, sure. And they do that, too. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, stay calm? No, we're we're killing people. Oh, 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 no, no, no. Make no mistake. He's calm. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) When the murder happens, R2 is perfectly calm. (laughs) Perfectly calm. R2-D2 is so goddamn dangerous. I know, right? Um, (laughs) Uh, I'm looking at my notes. Uh, yeah, so they, C4. so they, they, st- they move through, uh, they get to a point where on the, on the level they're on that they have to cut the power. So, so that, uh, super power laser thing that, that, uh, you know, oh, yeah, they send in C4. Yeah. By the way, C4, uh, what a terrible name for a droid that's responsible for cutting through something. Right, and is he going to blow up at some point in these four episodes? Is that why his I, name is C four? I hope not, because that's too. I, I mean, that's so Star Wars. Let me look real quick. I, now I'm curious. Sorry, guys, <laughs> we're going to spoil it for you. Uh, biography. Uh... Oh no, he he survives. Oh well, all right. Same can't be said for you know other people on the team, but we'll get to that in just a second. Aww. Um. Well, so anyway, we won't yeah. Get to that till next next episode, actually. No. Well, oh, I BZ, see. BZ yeah, goes yeah, down yeah. here in you're, just a second. Right, we'll get right, to it. Right. Um, so C four, uh, yeah, he cuts. He causes a temporary power loss um, so that the droids can get somewhere. I didn't follow this. Very yeah, well, so they need to get. They need to cut through the door, even though we don't see the door. They have to get through. Sure. Yeah. Um, and then there are two super battle droids uh, that are guarding the vault, and they're like, "Okay, somebody's got to go distract him." And Whack fucking begs to go distract the super battle droids. Yep. And does like obnoxiously. The, and does the super tactical colonel say no? That's a stupid idea. Nope. Nope. He lets him. He lets him. I think he's hoping that Wack will get killed. 
I that Wack will am, get whacked. I can't blame him for this at this no, point. I'm 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 down. I'm with you on this one, Colonel. The Colonel and I di- agree on very few things because he's also being extremely derogatory to the, the whole droids time this whole rude. time. Yeah. Constantly calling them by stupid nicknames and stuff, refusing to learn their actual names. He's being extremely disrespectful. Uh, he's an asshole. And that's fine. Whatever. Um, so they send Wack. Wack goes to distract the super battle droids and uh, it says in my notes, OMG, it fucking works. He locks them in a closet. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, uh, up on the bridge of the ship, a battle droid informs the super tactical droid, uh-huh. a droid that's designed to be, I don't know, tactical? Super tactical. Super tactical. Uh, he's like, hey, sir, there's like a, a power surge on the level with the super important thing on it. Yeah, with the MacGuffin on the MacGuffin and, level and, in the MacGuffin vault. Right. And at that point, does the super battle, uh, does the tactical droid say, hey, let's send out a fleet of troops right now? Not yet. No, he rubs his penis chin, goes, hmm, <laughs> curious. I mean, if I had a penis chin, I'd rub it too. <laughs> By the way, I have said MacGuffin like 20 times. In case anybody doesn't know what a MacGuffin is, um, it is a, a device used in fiction. It is uh, defined as, I'm looking right now at the definition, an object, device, or event that is necessary to the plot and the motivation of the characters, but in and of itself is insignificant, unimportant, or irrelevant. Yay, because we never yeah. see this shit again after this arc. <laughs> this thing is just, just used to motivate the characters and move plot. That's all it's for. So it doesn't deserve its own name. It's a MacGuffin. And uh, according to the internet, we could also, if we wanted, call it an Egg MacGuffin. And now I'm hungry. Oh, I'm so hungry right now. Okay. I need an Egg McMuffin so bad. Okay, oh, okay. Right God now. damn it. Hold on, DoorDash. Right? Fuck. I'm getting um, <laughs> on DoorDash right now. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So, um, whack, uh, dis- the tactical droid's not sending anybody down, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, super droids, uh, they are, need to- the super battle droids are in the closet. <laughs> in my notes. So... So there's the vault door and the colonel who is sitting inside BZ's head uh, tells him to tells BZ to open the calm vault door right while he's reaching for it. Um, Wack goes, wait, check for traps. Uh, but he doesn't. And he gets uh, he gets electrocuted. Yep. Because there was a trap on the fucking door. How very D&D. I know. Right? <laughs> like that's that's how I when I'm playing a rogue, that's how I check for traps. Is just, just I, go ahead and fucking do it. <laughs> because I roll so badly. Oh my god, right. That, that's just that's just my technique now. <laughs> yep, there's a trap on there. I hope y'all have a healing potion. Uh anyway, the colonel that cause BZ gets fried and falls over. Just onto the floor. The colonel is jumping up and down on BZ's corpse and yelling at him like he's not dead and blaming him for being stupid. And like, of course he's stupid. His entire brain was removed I so be- you could have a comfortable right? place to Thank sit. Thank you. Thank you. You asshole. So annoying. But here's the thing. The droids are also like, you're an asshole right now. Yeah. You, you terminated BZ. And so R2's had enough of his shit and opens the fucking door while the colonel's complaining, we have no way to get through. Oh, my God. Well, and this this whole bit right here is where we find out that the colonel is not some celebrated veteran of the Battle of Geonosis. He's a map reader. Yeah, he's a tactical person. He, he, he That's all he did. He, he's a map reader. And the droids are laughing at him. Yeah. They are, in fact, mocking him. And he does point out that that he's like, no, my tactical expertise is why I got this assignment. It's certainly not because I'm tiny and can fit inside of a droid. 
That might have had something to do with it, that though. Might have had like, something to do with it too. Yeah. <laughs> like, jackass. Anyway, uh, while he's ranting, R2 just fucking opens the door. Yeah. Uh, because again, R2 could have done this entire mission by himself. Exactly. So when the door opens, it sends out a second alert. And so back on the bridge, the battle droid's like, hey, Commander, uh, we have a situation. And at that point, the tactical droid says, I'll deal with this personally. Right. Except that his idea personally is bringing a squad of droids with him, which, right. you know, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> I'm fine with that. Well, he is a super tactical droid. Oh, also, uh, during that whole mockery scene with the colonel, uh, the droids are like, we're not doing this plan anymore unless you stop calling us stupid names. Yeah. So so we're we're blackmailing the guy into being respectful. So that's working out. Um, so, yeah, yeah, the tactical droid is on his way down. Um D squad, because get it, droids, D squad, um, are going to go into the vault. But of course, there are the swarm mines. And so uh, QTKT uses her magnet device thingy Yay. to scoop up all the swarm mines. And I'm like, that's great, but they're mines still. Why are you putting them in your head? Right. They're going to explode, but they don't explode. Right. But they don't explode. Not even sure why they were a problem. Because <laughs> apparently they don't explode. Right. But okay. Okay. Um, tactical droid. Is, I'm looking at my notes. Tactical droid uh, brought an awful lot of droids for just investigating a disturbance. Yeah, so, oh. so R2 is going to fly up to get the MacGuffin uh, chip. Correct. <laughs> and that's, that's right when the tactical droid comes in. And this is my favorite. The only part I love in these two episodes <laughs> is when R2 like looks over, he lands, and he puts both of his arms up. And it's yeah. the cutest fucking thing I've ever seen. Right, because the tactical droid is like, arms up. So he puts his arms up, which flips his jets over, which makes him fall. Uh, but then uh, immediately chaos ensues. and uh, Right, because they turn off the gravity. Mm-hmm. So uh, uh, QT releases the mines, uh, things go boom. Uh, mm-hmm. The other droid with the superpower beam uh, unleashes it and fucking cuts the super battle droids in half, which is awesome. <laughs> uh, and there's just chaos, uh, chaos everywhere. I... I had a hard time keeping track of all the different action because there's a whole bunch of like weird shots where people are floating and trying to move around. And even though there's no gravity and no momentum, they're able to float around like they're in water. Yeah. And like I, and that whack was, was like doggy paddling. Yeah. And that was distracting to me. I was like, that doesn't, that it's not how it fucking works, but okay, whatever, um, whatever. The, the Colonel uh, actually grabs onto the tactical droid's face and like, Boing, 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 kicks him in the face yeah. a few times. That was cute. Wax saves him. So now they've got that going on. Um, R2 does eventually manage to get a hold of the chip. Uh, and they have taken out uh, all of the droids, including the tactical droid gets taken out. Uh, yeah, they disable the gravity and R2 right. basically buns eye drops uh, on top. You mean of... they re-enable the gravity? Oh, they, yeah, they re-enable. You're right. <laughs> and R2 buns eye drops on top of the tactical droid, taking off his head. There you go. But unfortunately, the tactical droid uh, ignites a alert, which puts the entire ship in lockdown, so that way nobody can leave the ship, right? Um, I don't recall them having any trouble getting off. Exactly. The ship. That's the part that drives me fucking nuts. <laughs> oh, is that a thing that I didn't? I don't even remember them doing that, like tra- putting the ship in lockdown. I don't remember that. Well, happening. when when a ship is on high alert, I actually spent time looking this up. You fucking lock down the Brit. You lock everything down. You don't let anybody leave. And, oh, and, and, but right? but they're able to get off because they're droids. I guess is because Whatever. that's the thing is the the colonel says funny thing about droids. Last thing they'd expect to betray them, another droid. <laughs> and okay. that's 
That's how they get off. Yeah, because there's B1s running all over the place and stuff, but these are just, this is just a little convoy of astromech droids. Who's going to stop them? Boop, 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 boop. They get back to their ship and they leave. And all, they're like a team now. Yeah. Right? Anyway. Okay. So that's the end of that episode. <laughs> I, okay, so that was, a, that was, a, I obviously didn't like that episode, but there were some things in it I liked. There was, there was some cute moments. Yeah. I really, I really liked uh, R2. I liked the astromech droids mm-hmm. uh, just kind of being the hot girl squad and ignoring the other two. Me too. Which w- is a theme that will persist into the next episode. Yes. Um, so that's good. But yeah, it's, uh, God. <laughs> hey, let's just go to the next episode, huh? So I need to, I, I really need to warn everybody right now because I do not want to, I don't want to make anybody feel bad. I don't want people to roll their eyes when I express my opinion. Of all, so Stephanie and I, we have this metaphor we talk about, or we have the story where we talk about Star Wars. You know, all Star Wars is like pizza. Yeah. And even bad pizza is good pizza. Mm-hmm. This pizza that we're about to eat is old and moldy and has has had ble- bleach spilled on top of it. No, it's not poisonous. It's not going to make you sick. But this is definitely like, this is like bagel, my- bites were, bagel bites where all the toppings slid off. Right. Yeah, like that's how I picture this as a pizza. Like I, this is like my least favorite Star Wars of of all Star Wars. Like I I even Stephanie, I'll I'll be honest with you. I watched the Ewok movies the other day. Oh, wow. Why? I I was high. And Okay, cool. <laughs> and I was like, they're they're not that bad as I remember. Like they're not great, but they're not that bad. Mhm. I like the Ewok movies way more than this episode. So that's I will that, say that's how much I don't like this like, episode. But on on the holiday special scale, this is still not rock bottom. I I, I would watch this episode before I'd watch the holiday special see, because I, I, this I disagree. This episode is shorter. This episode is shorter. <laughs> okay. 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 Fair. Fair. The entire instruction manual bit for the holiday special was like the length of this episode. Okay. Fair. <laughs> so <laughs> okay, it was so, so bad. Uh, for the first time ever, we're picking every uh, we're picking something because of the short length. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? I can find a use. Hey, y'all. Post-production Stephanie here. I just wanted to jump in real quick with a content warning about the rest of this podcast episode. Um, in the second episode, the Sunny Day and Avoid episode that we talk about, um, there are multiple mentions of suicide and self-harm in the Clone Wars episode, and we have to talk about that. So if you don't want to hear about that, then go ahead and just bounce out of the episode right now. Uh, We understand. We love you. We want you to be well. Okay, everybody take care and uh, back to the episode. Here we go. Anyway, so the next episode. Yeah, so before we get into this episode, there is some interesting background I did find of this episode. Stephanie, last night I sent you a thing. About an artist? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's a fucking inexplicable bizarro link thing. Yeah, so there's a... Am I supposed a, to go click on that now? Yeah. Uh, 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 the artist uh, the artist's fake name is Mor- Moebius. I, Mobius? Mo- that looks like a Mobius. Well, the, the O and the E are different characters, so it's not really pronounced that way. I'm not sure how you pronounce it. But the actual... The actual artist, uh, he wrote... Uh, he, he did, like, comic books, paintings, all kinds of stuff. But he was, like, a, a, a quintessential sci-fi artist. And okay. the art I sent you is the art that supposedly inspired this episode. Now, Stephanie, if you look at the art, it's... I don't be- see how. Right? It's beautiful. It's wonderful. There's aliens. It's interesting. It's dynamic. Yeah. It's... 
So beats the fuck out of me how this was how this episode was inspired by this artist. But I don't understand because this art is actually really fucking cool, right? And this episode is literally just a flat plane in a flat sky, and then some some ostriches show up. <laughs> I don't understand at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, so this is a this is an ex, this is an excerpt from the Forest Cast. I'm reading this off of Wikipedia, by the way, uh, from Dave Filoni. We do one episode called The Void, which is basically a whole exploration of of Mo- Mobius and his artwork style, which is a big is inf- it, <laughs> which is a big influence in Star Wars. So it's really abstract, and we're out on the edge, man. It was like the White Room and THX. It was really experimental stuff. The White Room and THX is a story about uh, robots or droids. Uh, questioning whether or not they were real, which is a theme uh-huh. that they try to hit unsuccessfully um, in this episode. According also to this information, this arc that we're talking about is George Lucas's favorite arc. Of course it fucking of is. Of course it fucking is. God damn it. I, f- I see one. I see one artwork on this website that could possibly be even a little bit related and even that has a really cool, like, dirigible and a guy on a horse. Right. So, I don't... <sighs> so, we'll, we'll put you pictures know of this up on get, social I, media, I, I, but, like, I, I, y'all can be... Yeah. Y'all can judge yourself what what you think. I can't even. Okay, okay, okay. <sighs> Season 5, episode 11. <laughs> a sunny day in the void. The Jedi fortune cookie is, when all seems hopeless, a true hero gives hope. Or in the case of this episode, a true hero... An ostrich? ...rolls the fuck away from the frog guy and continues working on the goddamn mission. R2. Yeah, thank you, R2. Thank you. God. (laughs) Anyway, do you want to do the announcer bit? Uh, Let's do it. All right. Secret weapons. The Jedi Council deploys a squad of droids on a desperate mission aboard a Separatist cruiser under the guidance of... What's his fuck? The droids succeed in stealing a crucial encryption module. Now the colonel and his droid squad must return to the module... Return the module to the Jedi Temple to crack a Separatist code detailing an impending terror plot against the Republic. What the fuck is this shit? <laughs> so in doing research for this you know I, I i pull up like the cast list and such so i can get you know all the voice actors there's no new voice actors in this one but this is i think the shortest cast list we've ever had there's two people <laughs> it's well three if you count tom kane as the narrator oh sure uh so yeah it's just steven stanton and ben diskin talking now there are uh six characters on the screen but four of them are astromech droids with no voice actor. And so you just use sound effects to for them yep. talking. Right. I love it. Okie dokie. Uh, so we are on board the ship. We are repairing BZ. Yay, uh, he survives. Colonel does not refer to him by name. Calls him, uh, it says, get my, my command center fixed. And R2 goes, bitch. Yeah. How long until my command center is operational again? Like, that was the tone of that beep. Yep. <laughs> was, oh, bitch. Anyway, so BZ gets fixed. He's all better. Fine. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Wack gets a alert on the, <sighs> on the on the panel because, you know, he's supposedly piloting the ship. But instead of doing something about it, he walks to the back and is like, hey, right. I have good news and bad news. This motherfucker. <laughs> what an idiot. Just change, drop out of hyperspace, and move. <laughs> right. 
Uh, so he's like, bad news is there are comets headed straight for us. What in the world is the good news? At least you will have a good excuse if your mission is a failure. Oh, God. You little asshole. Like, what the f- Okay, whatever. But let's pause everything. Um, so can comets breach hyperspace? So this is a- So bear in mind that uh, for me, and I know- And, I, and, and, do we care? Uh, we don't care. Okay. But if you would like to continue <laughs> your explanation, go for it. Uh, you know, in the High Republic, there is a thing that happens where there's a ship in the way, right? In, during hyperspace. Right, but that at least is moving through hyperspace- as well. Right. So are the I, comets in hyperspace? No. Okay. I Anyway, we're going to move forward. <laughs> Fast and Furious Star Wars. Um I will say the comet storm looks pretty fucking cool. Uh, like yeah, the animation so, is paying off here. Yeah, absolutely. So they they drop out of hyperspace uh uh wax screams comets and we have our second reference to Star Wars, the original Star Wars. Oh. <laughs> because you drop, you literally, when you're get drop out of hyperspace and indoor, you end up in a in a comet storm, just like this. Mm-hmm. And it's super, awesome. it's super cool. So the ship is getting all banged up by debris. Oh my god, what are we gonna do? Uh, the colonel is panicking. None of the droids are panicking for a nope. couple of reasons. One, everyone's an astromech droid. This is their job. It's what they're gonna do. They're gonna take care of it. Calm the fuck down. And two. The colonel's the only one who needs to breathe. <laughs> the droids are not worried. No. <laughs> not at all. Even when the windshield gets cracked and the colonel's like, oh, no, the droids are like, eh. Yeah, <laughs> they whatever. don't need life support. They don't give a fuck. <laughs> well, I think R2's like, I don't really care if you die at this point, buddy. Yeah. I really don't, don't they care. They don't care. They don't, because R2 knows that guy is just an accessory. He can get the job done. Yeah. He's just going to go. But anyway, R2, you know, all of them, all these astromech droids, they just, they go outside. Yep. They're fixing stuff. They're getting engines back online. Um, they, uh, QT does get hit by a, by a space rock and goes flying off. So we have a heroic droid rescue moment. Uh, which was the only part of this episode I liked. <laughs> it's really cute. I dig it. Um, because these droids are fucking heroic. They are. And they are, are good. Yeah. And they are autonomous and they're awesome. Aww. I love them. Um, but anyway, they get back inside. The engines are back online. It's great. But uh, Comet is still still very dangerous. So they're going to crash. They get banged up pretty bad. And they're going to be crashing on a planet. Um, so the planet is coming up in their scopes. And Wack is like, we're going to crash on this planet. And the colonel's like, is it Separatist controlled? And Wack's like, fuck you. It's the only planet we can crash on. <laughs> <laughs> Wack's like, who cares? And the colonel's like, I care. We can't jeopardize the mission. Whatever. Um, the encryption module, by the way, is, has just been flung around the room. Yeah. The MacGuffin. Uh, so R2 scoops it up. He's yep. got the MacGuffin. Good for him. All right. Uh, so we crash on a planet. What planet is it, Stephanie? <sighs> so the planet is called Abafar. <laughs> And I think it's called Abafar because it's Abba really fucking far. Yep. From everything. Uh, it is a remote outer rim desert planet uh, that is chock full of Rhydonium, by the way. This will come into play, I believe, in the next two episodes. But yeah, Rhydonium everywhere. And Rhydonium, uh, we have heard Rhydonium before, but not in Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. I, Do you know where we have heard it before? I have never heard of Rhydonia. 
You have. Um, it oh, is okay. a starship fuel. It is an extremely volatile starship fuel. We have heard it before because it's the stuff that was being transported by Mando and Mayfeld oh. in the Believer episode of The Mandalorian. Which is one of my favorite episodes of The Mandalorian, The Believer. I fucking love it. Hey, but it's we... the stuff that goes boom if you look at it wrong and you have to right. you have to transport it at the right temperature, etc. Hey, I have an idea. Let's talk about that huh. episode instead. Okay. The perf- <laughs> Bill Burr's performance was top fucking notch. Can you sit on my face? I mean, what? 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 <laughs> anyway, uh, but Rhydonium <laughs> doesn't factor into this episode. What does factor into this episode is there is a giant fucking desert on Abafar that is called The Void. The Void. Dun, dun, dun. Capital T, capital V, The Void. And, cool. And, and there's so an that's atmosphere, where we crash. apparently. It what? There's an atmosphere, apparently. Yeah, it's got an atmosphere, sure. Because the colonel doesn't immediately die when he steps outside. More's the pity. <laughs> anyway. So, th- so, this, so they crash. This is, th- what commences is probably the word, like, I, so here's my headcanon, and this is not even the story, this is production. Okay. Uh, they're, they're doing, you know, they're doing all these like awesome episodes, all this animation, all this work, and they're like, shit, we have five bucks left in, in the budget. <laughs> what do we do because it really is fucking cheap they didn't they were like you know what if we if we just say that it's that it's how the void is then we don't have to animate any tracks that they leave behind nobody has to cast a shadow we don't need to put anything in the sky right <laughs> that's it that's that's why that's the real reason oh why this episode God. exists this bullshit about how George Lucas came in and came up with this amazing idea based on his old works and droids contemplating their existence. Fuck that shit. The droids didn't contemplate shit. Yeah. The droids trolled the only living being with them and abandoned him and went on with the mission. There was no contemplation by the droids. The colonel had an existential crisis. Which, ugh. Which I don't care about. I don't care about, yeah. The problem, but anyway. the problem is, is that in, in my opinion, uh, the Colonel and Wack are both so unlikable as characters, right? That right. I, I, every time when it gets to the point where they're both like just talking back and forth to each other, I'm just like, can we please just get through this? I'm tired. Exactly. The Colonel is melodramatic the whole fucking time. Right. Like, how are you? How are you an officer? What the fuck? Yeah. How are you falling apart like this? And why? What did um, I send you? Surely there's another person like who's to get him killed. I think. Uh, I firmly believe, I firmly believe this guy was sent because as a formality, they needed to send a commanding officer. They did not expect him to do shit. They expected R2-D2 to carry this mission because he is. Um, So basically, the only thing I like about these two characters interacting is I enjoy when Wack is an asshole to the colonel. Like, that's fun. I mean, by the time that happens, though, I'm just so annoyed. I can't, I don't care, you know? That's but that's it. Okay, okay. So they crash. It's a desert. Um, and again, the droids are fine because they don't need water. Right. They got a full power cell. They're good. Yep. They they don't care. Uh, so, but the the colonel is freaking out because this desert is fucking desolate. The colonel wants to stay with the ship. R two is like, okay, you stay with the ship with you want, but I'm going. And he starts wheeling away, and then he holds out the little MacGuffin. <laughs> and it's like, motherfucker, I got this. Yeah. Where did you get that? He's like, doobie doobie doo. He like tauntingly beeps uh, at the colonel. And so, okay, they're on the move. Um, 
And in my notes right here, it says, honestly, why didn't they just send R2 on his own? And yeah. I know, I know, I know, I know. This could have been, oh my God, how cool would these episodes have been if it was literally just R2-D2 on his own, by himself, on an adventure? It would have been better. It would have been significant. I didn't need It would have been so fun. I didn't need dialogue. I didn't need any of that shit. You would have... You, no. You, that, this episode actually would have been cooler with with just doing that. I think that it would have presented a really fun, unique challenge. Right. Um... And if it was just R2, they could have done other shit. Uh, the whole void sequence could have been cut in into a fraction of how fucking long it is. This entire arc would have been down to three episodes tops if it was just R2. Because we spend so much time watching the colonel panic about being in the desert. And I get it. The void is disorienting. There is no sun or stars or whatever by which to navigate. They don't leave any tracks. There are no shadows being cast. R2 is navigating by setting his internal path to straight. And that's all he needs to do to be able that's to track all he where he needs. goes. Yeah. And they should have just stuck with that. Right. Um, there's a whole big fucking scene about how the colonel is more qualified to navigate the situation because he's had officer training and the droids are like, okay, but training is just programming and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, at one point, uh, Wack is like, hey, I have an idea. How about when you die, I lead D squad? I love that. Not if you die, when? Yeah, okay. When? And then <laughs> the colonel has an extra freak out and says, I'm at the end. I can feel it. All I ask is that you just let me die with dignity. Is that possible? <laughs> <laughs> and that was that was legit shade. I'll, yes. Okay, point. <laughs> you got it. Yeah. At Good one, job. So at one point, they do find wreckage of a different ship. They uh, The colonel originally thinks it's their ship. Uh, they go in. You see... Like long dead corpses, like skeletons, basically. Right. Uh, the colonel and, climbs the top of the ship and sees him. And this is where shit actually gets mean because Wax sees him climbing up to the top to try and get a better view and see if there's anything to see for, uh, for multiple directions. But the colonel's way up there on the top and one of the astromechs beeps and Wack goes, I don't know, maybe he's going to jump and put himself out of his misery. And see, and, and this line, the singular line, like at, at this point I was able to be like, okay, maybe this is for kids. This is for kids. Oh, we have a suicide joke. Oh, wait. Yeah. Okay. No. We're, we're making a few suicide jokes. A lot of and suicide like, jokes. Come on. Uh, really? I hate these episodes. I fucking hate these episodes. Like, <laughs> I get that we don't like the Colonel, but look, there's a lot of people I don't like. I don't, I don't joke about them killing themselves. No. Like, what the fuck? I don't know. Maybe, maybe when this this episode came out, it was okay to joke about suicide in a show for children. Um, but I don't think it was. Uh, I, feel I was like not okay with it not. the first time I saw this episode. Um, I've, I'm never okay with it. Um, I know <sighs> I I made I make suicide jokes because hello suicide survivor and uh, it's the way I fucking deal with shit. But right. I'm making fun of me. I'm not I'm not like suggesting other people should kill themselves or anything like that. I right. am legitimately disappointed that Dave Filoni thought this was copacetic. Yeah, it's it's fucking ugly. Yeah. Anyway, um, so the astromech, the the colonel comes down. He's having a legit freakout. Um, the astromechs leave. <laughs> they're like, we're gonna uh, go do our mission. Goodbye. Yeah, they're like, we're gonna we're going. We're gonna go do the mission now. You can go ahead and have your existential crisis. Um, and and that this is like the only person who's contemplating the nature of their existence is the colonel. What if I'm dead? 
What if I died in that shuttle crash and now, now I'm stuck here in limbo? Is this, is this real life? I don't know. Oh, like God. he's having a moment. And so that I'm not even sure where the justification that this is droids contemplating their existence exactly, came from. Exactly. Cause like, like by Filoni's description, no, no, none of the droids contemplated their existence. They were doing a job. No. Yeah. None of them were in any kind of existential threat that would give them a new perspective to make them contemplate anything. Because none of the of the troubles that were presented to them were anything that would threaten a droid. There's that one episode a while back where um, R2D2 and 3PO were stranded, right? And they they sort of they run out of power and like and that was a thing. And 3PO like just sits down next to R2 under a giant mushroom, and they <laughs> they both just power down together, and it's sad and poignant, and that. That is droids contemplating their existence. Yes. This is bullshit. This is bullshit. Thank you. Anyway, in my opinion, if you like these episodes, good for you. We're not probably not going to agree on much, but I'm happy for you. Anyway. <laughs> uh, so, um, well, there is one okay line where Wack looks down at the colonel and says, Giving up is not in my programming. I am surprised that it is in yours, Colonel. Even though I just made like five jokes about you killing yourself. Yep. <sighs> just not okay. It's not okay. It's not okay, it's not okay it's to not, joke it, about it's, it. It's really not. It's very serious. And I feel the need to, at this point right now, if you are listening to this and you are in any way triggered by the fact that we have said the word suicide and kill yourself multiple times, I'm so sorry. And um, I want to Google a suicide hotline right now, um, which you could do too. Um, and please, if, if this is in any way triggering to you, please get help. Turn off this podcast and talk to somebody for real. Okay. God. Yeah. And (sighs) Steph and I, you know, we, we have our, had our fair share of mental health issues. We can relate and we're sorry. We have, I've had my dark moments. I feel you. Yeah. Okay. (sighs) But please don't come to us for help. We're not qualified. Please go to a qualified professional. Yeah, I have a ther- okay. I have a therapist that you should not use. Yeah, well, wanna, and that's a whole process other thing. of elimination. That's a different story I, for a different day. I have an excellent therapist. I, Everybody, I'm so yeah, jealous. Get get therapy. I'm so jealous. Um, anyway, anyway, God, uh, moving anyway. on with this super fun kids show. Yeah, so <sighs> eventually, eventually, we get to this really cool looking city. Well, I'm sorry, nope, we, I'm skipping nope, the part. I'm skipping nope. the part. Back up. Yep. There's a stampede of ostriches first. Because why not? Why not? Why not? Yeah. Because they realize that, like, your programming and my training aren't going to get us out of this thing, but we're going to listen to the instincts of the Void Striders. That's the creatures that they see. They're called Void Striders. Yeah. Would you like to know a little more about Void Striders? Go ahead. Sure. They are nimble reptavian creatures native to the planet Abafar. They navigate the enormous fucking stupid desert on this planet by using hypersensitive sonar and an extraordinary sense of smell. They just move from body of water to body of water this way. Also, for some fucking reason, it is noted that their skin works like solar panels to provide them with the energy to do this, which makes me wonder why they need water or food. So, yeah, there's a stampede of ostriches. They are able to hitch a ride on these ostriches to basically find their even way though, to Even water. though ostriches are notoriously unfriendly. <laughs> these are void striders, though. The void striders are super friendly. One of them actually, like, snuggles with whack yeah, while they're going along. Yeah, that made me along. uncomfortable. It's that a made me so odd. uncomfortable. But anyway, they find a town. 
Yeah. There's a city. And it's the reason you can't see shit in this desert is because any civilization is built down below the surface of the desert. Why? So if you're looking out across it, it is an unbroken expanse, but there's actually it's so that we can have a plot about getting lost in the desert. And 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 where does the water come from? And 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 Fast and Furious Star Wars. It's fast Fast and Furious Star Wars. This is beyond Um, Fast and Furious. This is like Barney the Dinosaur Star Wars. At this point. So um, what was very surprising to me about this moment was not just that the water is there and standing in the open air, but the water is like gold. And the, and when the Colonel like went to go drink it, I expected him to die because it looks like gasoline. Yeah. Or, or hoping, but, hoping, hoping. But it was water and he drank it and he was fine. But what was not surprising to me about this scene like is that the astromechs are already there. Yep. Of course. If they had just stuck with R2, they would have gotten there fine. And we wouldn't have to deal with all this existential bullshit in the first place. Exactly. If we had just fucking cut the frog dude out of the episode, this episode wouldn't have had to happen. They could have combined uh, R2 briefly being flummoxed by the droid, but then setting his navigation to straight and going uh, with one of the other episodes, and we wouldn't have had to do this. This was all dumb and i hated it (laughs) it's a waste of fucking time i feel like they had an episode quota they had to hit for the season you know yeah i I don't understand i don't understand but you know maybe But again if you liked these episodes good for you i if you do like these episodes i i i i i i celebrate you i celebrate your journey i celebrate your your taste um i love that for you yeah uh, this 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 was for you. Good job. And also, what are you smoking? And can you share? Um, because I do think particular there needs to be some other substance at play. I you know that in maybe order that's for part this of the, to be fun. Okay, so I've watched these episodes drunk and stoned long ago. Same reaction. It does not help. At least for me, mm. um, I picked a hell of a time to to go through a detox because <laughs> I picked a hell of a time to quit sniffing glue. <laughs> Because uh, because I, I I think it's the first time I've watched Clone Wars episodes Stone Cold Sober in a long time. Oh, no. I picked the wrong ones. <laughs> <laughs> I picked the wrong ones. Okay, we're not out of this episode yet. Okay, okay, okay. So the colonel's like, I'm going to go drink some water. Whack, you are a corporal now, and you're in charge of D-Squad, and you need to go round up D-Squad. And so the Whack is like, I'm Corporal Whack now, and you're all going to form up and listen to me. And R2 just gives him a fuck you beep, and we're done. We're done with the episode. Thank fucking God. (sighs) So, um, final thoughts on these episodes? I have no other thoughts. I, I, I am, uh, but I do want to say, y'all, uh, if you were looking forward to uh, Stephanie and I gushing over Star Wars and celebrating positivity, I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, I if you say. want, if you want to, if you want to see gushing, and I'm only talking a little bit metaphorically, check out our Unleashed episode. Where we we sit down with uh, a lovely and talented and absolutely fucking delightful guest, and we talk about the Kenobi trailer. We gush there, and some of it is even not not literal gushing. 
Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that, <laughs> that, that episode will drop a few days after this episode comes out. So just keep an eye on yeah. our YouTube channel, subscribe, like the video, share it with your friends. It is uh, one of our most hilarious recordings of any show oh we've ever God. done, for sure. See how hard, do you guys see how hard we're trying to pivot away from these fucking episodes? There's something, I promise that we still love Star Wars. I promise that, that our, our disdain for this particular story arc is, is not indicative of our entire attitude towards Star Wars. I personally, I hate, I hate the content creators who everything they do is just shitting on the Star Wars. Yeah. Where, where they just, why do you even have a show about Star Wars if all you're going to do is bitch about how much you don't like Star Wars? Yeah. Like, I don't understand why that. Why would you spend your time and your energy doing that like, like we just did? Because this shit is hard and it takes a lot of time and energy. Content creation is fucking, it's a full-time job. Yep. It's a lot. Like, why, why would you devote so much energy to something that you clearly don't enjoy? Well, because neg- uh, the, the answer there is negativity... It gets more attention than positivity. That's, that's so they're just doing yeah. it because they want the likes and clicks. They're just yeah, they're just hitting much. the attention button. Absolutely. That's fucking lame, dude. I mean, if you go, if you look at certain YouTube creators' uh, traffic patterns, uh, when they started to get negative about Star Wars, that's when they got their larger audiences. That's, that's disingenuous as fuck. It's the way it is. That's dishonest. It's a really. It's a like I feel like that's just like bad karma. It's not large bad karma. It's not like kicking a dog or something, but I just like that's going to add up over well, time. I, mean, I think, and, and that's not just with Star Wars fans. It's it's well, it, and it is adding up over time. That's one of the reasons why there's so much toxicity in general in our society right now, and why we're mm-hmm. so divided. We're we're celebrating negativity more than positivity. We do right. that. We do that with sports. We do that with politics. We do that with everything. And, and we've got, we're getting into the cycle now. We're just like devolving and, mm-hmm. um, it, it, it's harder to like something than to dislike something. It, right. It's harder to choose the light side than the dark side. Right. Because it, it, it requires more thoughtfulness. Right. It requires more nuance to like something like I, there's, there's a lot about Star Wars. I don't like these two episodes for prime fucking relevant examples right now. But Star Wars as a whole, I don't like it. I love it. Right. And that just, it requires thought. It requires nuance. And it requires an active effort to not peddle negativity just for the clicks. And as a content creator, like, I try really hard. We, we, you and I make a, a, a solid good faith effort to not be, because we could. Oh my God. Oh, if oh, we yeah. decided we wanted to weaponize this bitchery. Oh, we, we would, we, we would be we would, unfor- fucking stratospheric. Oh yeah. Unfortunately, our audience would increase exponentially if we did that, you know? Cause, but we would attract people we don't want to hang with. Yeah. We don't want to associate with. Whereas, um, you know, reining in our bitchery and using our powers for good, uh, we've got, I really feel like the people that listen to this podcast and the people that, that hang with us on social media, we found our people. Right. Like we've got a good crowd and I fucking love that. Yeah. I mean, there are, there, are, I'm not going to lie. There are shows that, uh, I love and listen to when they are being, when they're celebrating Star Wars, when they get super critical. You know, I'm. I immediately go to, where's your fucking movie? Where's your book? Where, what, exactly. And then, and then I skip whatever they're saying, or I just turn it off. That's me. I don't. I generally do not get along with people that are hypercritical. 
Right. Because to me, it's a symptom of like unhappiness. And like if that person's not trying to like better themselves and trying to like live in the moment and trying to be more positive, you know, I'm a, I, I tend to be a little empathic. I, 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 I can easily allow someone's negativity to ruin my day. And, exactly. and so in order for me to not have a bad day, I I'm just choose not to be around that. Yeah, which is also, again, why um, why I at least am trying, you know, I'm not going to speak for your motivation, um, why I try so hard to not weaponize my bitchery uh, to, to, to gen up negativity just to get traffic and likes. Right. Um, why I try so hard to, to weaponize my bitchery to enforce positivity in the fandom because that brings positivity to us and that I will let people's positivity infect my psyche all day. Right. Because that's, um, we're all, we are all in an uphill battle these days with our own mental health. Oh God, uh, one yes. way or another, right? And so I can't invite that kind of negativity into my brain space or or it's going to get real dark real quick. Um, so I prefer to support the positivity and the people who fucking love Star Wars, warts and all. And it's, it's, it's fucking... Anyway, all of that to say, I'm sorry we didn't like these episodes, guys. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to like... We're not going to like them next time either. Although there is one shining well, bright spot. Yeah, I think the void is as bad as it gets. It really is. The void is rock bottom for Clone Wars. Yeah, it doesn't get worse in Clone Wars than that episode, and we got through it and we survived it. It can only go uphill from here. Yeah, we get some we get some hotness next episode. So I'm very very excited yeah. about that. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. Okay, okay, okay. So next time we're going to be talking about the. Final two episodes of this arc, which will be season five, episode twelve, missing in action, where we we meet we meet one of my favorites. Mm. <laughs> I love him so much. Uh, and episode thirteen, point of no return. Yay! Yay! Which we've already okay. <laughs> it is true. We really have. All right. Uh, do we have anything else for today? I don't think so. All right then. Uh, so I guess we're gonna outro. Dun, dun, the the out, out, right. out to the tro. You ready? Out to the tro. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening um, and putting up with us and, and our negativity <laughs> for this episode. <laughs> we really appreciate that. Uh, stick with us, kids. It's going to get better. Um, if you would like to hang out with us in between episodes, you totally can. You should and you will. Uh, you can find us on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok as at Darkside Divas. Dun, dun, dun. Mm -hmm. Uh, you can also find our podcast via your favorite podcast platform please subscribe please leave us a review if you can leave a written review give us the top score like a five star review we'll read it on here just like we did uh, earlier in this episode Um, yeah even if you hate us even if you're like you know what I used to like your show but you guys didn't like my favorite episodes and so now I hate you leave leave us that review but slap five stars on it we'll read it on the show you best believe you best believe and we might print it and put it on a fucking coffee mug someday you don't know (laughs) you don't know Shh, we get no spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. <laughs> okay, go. What? Anything else? Oh, uh, YouTube, YouTube, YouTube. Oh, yeah. We also, um, y'all, we've we mentioned have, it a couple of times, yeah, but yeah. yeah. Right, let's prop it up again. We have a YouTube channel, y'all. We have a great Unleashed episode dropping right a couple days after this episode comes out. I promise you, uh, you will not be disappointed by how fucking hilarious it is. 
Our YouTube channel is, for the time being, still called Dark Side Divas, so you can find us that way. Even though it's for both of our podcasts, because we do have an MCU right. podcast called Marvelous Divas, so, yeah. That's a whole other thing. Okay, okay, I think I think that's everything. That's it? Okay, we're done here. We're done. All right, all right. Thank God. Um, okay, okay, bye! Bye!